Well, here we are. My favorite place in the world. Bucky's. Or one of them. Definitely one of them. Welcome to This Is About Movies? The, yeah. Special here we are. Cheesecake Festival edition. Oh, ours ready. This is the first time I've ever been here. Are you overwhelmed? Uh, a little bit. With Is it with like just pure enthusiasm and joy for capitalism? It, <laughs> it's definitely something. Uh, <laughs> it was more gas pumps than I've ever seen in one location. More, in my more urinals life. than I've more, ever seen in more. a location. <laughs> yes. There's a whole wall of beef jerky over there. Uh, there's a whole wall of everything. Literally everything has a whole wall <laughs> dedicated has to a, itself. At least a whole it, wall dedicated to it. There's an entire island of fudge. I love this place. Um, there are stuffed animal like beavers. I guess they're buckies. I'm going to get me at least three pounds every of chocolate. Aisle. Um, and there's about a million people in here. I saw a book. It was What Would Dolly Parton Do? I think it's, I'm going to get that. It's like a freaking theme park in here. Like, across the street, there's a Chevron. <laughs> it's a gas station And it's like theme park. a ghost town. Yeah, it is. Like, I don't know why they decided to set up shop across the place. Well, they probably the this did set up shop across from them, and they went, oh, man. Um, <laughs> and then they went, you know what? No. I'm excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> did the Chevron people come over to Bucky's for lunch? I don't know. I think they probably do. They, ha- they have to. Anyway, and they're probably, they're probably all getting hired um, here. I could see us spending a lot of time in here. Yeah, it was um, a good time wasted. We definitely don't have all that much time. We do have to get back. Our table is 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 waiting. We, we, we got uh, some time. We, we got can, time. We can do, we got some time to kill. Well, let's head over there. What, let's but do that. give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. They want this is uh, uh, this is Robbie's episode. episode. It is Robbie yeah, Brown. Robbie's He's coming back favorite. with us. What's his film? Uh, it was Juno. His cheesecake Juno. film is it was Juno. Juno. So we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, hanging out with Robbie. Talking about his favorite movie? Well, I'm, I'm thinking more movies. about right now. You're, yes, we are going to have a good time right now, actually. I'm going to well. get energy drinks. I'm going to get sausage and pulled pork and sugared nuts and Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. When was the last time you saw Dippin' Dots? Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, actually, the last time I saw it was at a, a theme park. So, there, Well, yeah, it kind of is that right here. I just I just saw people leaving the bathroom laughing and smiling. <laughs> what in the world that's is what this kind place? Of, That's what kind of place this is. <laughs> what is it? That's exactly what kind there's of place this so is. Many, there's just too many... Hi. <laughs> We're recording. We're recording a podcast. Hello. These are people... We just met people at Bucky's. I don't know See, these people. We don't know them. But this is the kind of greeting you get at Bucky's. Now Come we're being here. surrounded. <laughs> we are. It's called This Is About Movies? With a question mark at the end? Is it about movies? Sometimes. That's a really good question. Right now we're talking about it's Bucky's. It's not about Bucky's, but right now it is. So. It is about Bucky's right now. A cheesecake factory. Who are you? So we just had an interesting experience at Bucky's. Uh, uh, we just got surrounded by a bunch of middle school girls and cut off from going that way. And uh, oh we're cut off. Great. We're trapped. We're trapped. <laughs> Hold on a second. There's Wait, the, we might actually the, be trapped in Bucky's. Here's the Dolly um, Parton book. We though. have to get back to our car. We've got to get back to Cheesecake Factory. We're gonna we're gonna miss our our table. What was that? What's your podcast? It's called This Is About Movies. This is about movies. With a question mark. Where do you listen? Uh, in Mississippi. Amber, Mississippi. Nice. That's where we're from. This is about movies. Okay, cool. Look at that. Me and my wife started listening to a lot of podcasts. Okay. The the thought behind our podcast is that you watch a movie, and then you come 
you come to us and we all talk about the movie. But sometimes... We get a little sidetracked. Sometimes we get sidetracked and, you know, maybe we don't talk about the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's us. That's it. Yeah, that's Randy and I'm Jeremiah. Okay. Randy and Jeremiah. Yeah. There you go. Okay, cool. Nice to meet you guys. Hey, you too. Andy, by the way. Nice to meet you, Andy. Take care. Shout out to Andy. The coolest guy at Bucky's. How's it going? Hey. Who are we? Oh, we're nobody. We're, I'm Andy. This is Jeremiah. Yeah, we're just we're just doing a podcast. We're recording a podcast. We're just hanging out at Bucky's while we're doing our episode. Are we causing trouble? Okay. 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 <laughs> hey, thanks you. Thank you for staying on top of it. Yeah. All right. I think that's our cue from Bucky to get out of to here. To get out of here. Um, if we can find a way out, they I have know, blocked this has off the been... entrance. So. This We're has have been. To find a way back to we, we've gotten more subscriptions tonight than ever before. It's true. In a single. It's true. In a single night. The security team is having a meeting over there. I can see them. One of them has a gun. I think it's time to go, Jeremiah. Oh God. Let's move quickly. Oh. No, or just calmly. Oh gosh, our fan calls back. Get up. Get out. Get out. Go. Yes. I so meant to show up here with a big thing of Sunny D. That would have been great. God! <laughs> I got off work at 5.30 and then was like, what am I going to do for 30 minutes? And I, I went, I actually went and got Starbucks. I almost never get Starbucks. Just to kind of waste time. But, it! I forgot yesterday. I was like, I'm going to Sunny D it up. And then uh, she was she was eating something at one point. I was like, I'm going to get one of those too. And then just like bring it and then see what they do. You should have gotten a... <laughs> Red tic or orange tic tacs, yeah. Well, that and I was gonna get like that. She had like a giant red vine that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, her red vine noose that she made. <laughs> herself. Yeah. It's so good. Well, everyone, you've already read the, the title, but my <laughs> cheesecake movie is Juno, Juno, released Christmas Day 2007. The, Ro- the Roman goddess herself, the goddess of childbirth and marriage. So, that's a fun detail. Oh, and she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> if you haven't seen the film, Juno came out on Christmas Day 2007. It was written by Diablo Cody and directed by Jason Reitman. And it's about it's a comedy about growing up and the bumps along the way. And the baby bumps along the way. That's That person got a high five in the office when it came up with that one. Yeah. Well, that's its actual tagline. I got... That's... I quoted Juno at a friend of ours wedding a few weeks ago. <laughs> what part? Okay. There you quoted it recently and I didn't realize you were quoting it. I quote it. it every day. And then no, you quoted it at Taco Night. And every, um yeah. then we were watching the movie and I was like, Oh wait, Rob said yeah. that the other day. But just know, yeah. <laughs> if anyone who knows me, if they watch <laughs> Juno, they're gonna be like something they've heard me say in the past month. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, Oh, that's that random weird thing he said. But you didn't say it didn't seem like a weird thing at the time. It seemed like you didn't quote it like you were like referencing it. You just said it because it applied, yeah. but it also happened to be a what line from the movie. Do you Probably remember? my memory is terrible. <laughs> okay. I remember the context. I don't remember the specifics. I'll just so. you Yeah, quotes. what was it? <laughs> um Yeah. 
Things a heap coyote ugly. This cactus grin no, stings worse than your it didn't. Is. It didn't sound like <laughs> Juno, which Juno has like, honestly, the, as soon as the movie Juno, began, yeah. as soon as the movie began and she started, she was like, uh, Silencio, uh, whatever to that old man, old man. Uh, I was like, oh gosh, I forgot that this movie sounds weird. <laughs> like everybody, or at least she sounds this one, so This different. one doodle that can't be undead, home skillet. Yeah, that it, whole thing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I love it so much. It is really fun. It's eclectic. Um, I it <clears throat> makes me think of it's it like to me that style falls into the same basket as uh, Nacho Libre and Napoleon Dynamite. Interesting. Um, it is kind of it's somewhere between Napoleon Dynamite and Gilmore Girls. Mm, yeah, uh, I, yeah, th- I, I guess I would say Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, Girls too, too because yeah. it's that rapid fire, just like constant, really witty dialogue. Yeah, it's and like Aaron Sorkin but referency. But it's better because not all the characters are super smart. Yeah. Yep. Some of them are dumb. <laughs> some of them are dumb. Only some of them are. Dude, Leah's like my favorite character. I'm not saying she's dumb, but she's not an Aaron Sorkin character. Also, the freaking. Okay, so this I watched this last night with who is there? Wiggins, Matthew, Mackie, Caleb, and Emily. And Emily, it's like well documented that she likes old men and calls them cute. And like I'm talking like sixty plus. And so then Leah's whole thing with liking the teacher, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "You're creepy and gross." Like you just look over there. I'm really but the, uh, gross. <laughs> Juno's voiceover is talking about uh, Leah likes old like professors and then it cuts to her talking to the guy she's like Mm -hmm. i love woody allen yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's the the best slash cringiest joke (laughs) ever (laughs) what was that i was so beardy yeah also something i've seen this movie like a dozen times if not more maybe like 20 but i'd never noticed i have noticed some of the stuff on her walls in her room but literally everything on her walls is just like men above forty. In Leah's, oh, in Leah's yeah, room. in Leah's okay. room. And I, I was like, that's that I so funny. To it, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. The way their rooms are decorated is so perfect. <laughs> like, I don't know. I know how my room looks, and I know how <laughs> my friends' rooms looked in high school. In just like Juno's room, and Leah's room, and Polly's room, it's like this is accurate. <laughs> Oh, dude! Me and my brother had the whole had a whole top floor, so we had a wow. staircase leading to the top floor, and it was just like band posters, signed yeah. and not signed, but just like literally, like like the whole corridor yeah. on top and all the signs. It was great. That's cool. I have that makes me think of. For many years, we kind of stopped. Me and Caleb would give each other posters for uh, Christmas and birthdays, just back and forth, and we both have a Juno poster because of it. That's not entirely true. Emily gave me my Juno poster, but I gave Caleb a Juno poster. The end of the movie, the can we make out now, mm-hmm. when it's in focus on them kissing and then her <laughs> uh, giving Leah the finger is out of focus, closer mm-hmm. to the lens, that's on my wall. Nice. <laughs> like two feet. <laughs> it's beautiful. Shut up, Leah. That's not a line in the film. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, she was thinking it. Uh, oh, the... <laughs> Silencio, Leah. What were we talking about? Juno. No. Middle fingers. You were saying that I had quoted it 
at a taco night and yeah, you realized I said it, it feels like Nacho Libre and all those yeah. films. Like they're very different, obviously, but mm-hmm. it's that same. It's just like a weird world, like a the, a universe that sort of is like parallel to yeah. reality, well, but it's like not. It's not reality. <laughs> it also where someone oh, could be this witty and exist, and it's okay. Yeah, it kind of. I guess that's true, but I don't think of. I guess it's not as weird as those movies are. Yeah. And like almost as like uh those movies almost feel like fantasies. Yeah. Um this definitely is more grounded, but sh- her the way that she acts feels like an expressionist version of a teenage girl who's pregnant. Okay. Oh, I okay. Yeah. So many thoughts. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have three cuz I I Let's count it down. <laughs> well, I now remember what I was talking about before the you realizing I quoted Juno, and then that made me think of two other things. So I'm going to do it in this order. Um, Or no, this, okay. <laughs> this, this most insignificant one, I think I have a different perspective than y'all do on this decade because y'all are like actually Juno Juno's age, or at least close to it-ish. I don't know. How old were y'all uh, when this came 2006. out? College. Yeah, I would have been 19. Okay, so yeah, y'all are... A little older than Juno. I was eight when the movie came out, and I didn't see it till I was 16. But I saw it when I was 16, so I freaking just, like, it was the best. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can talk about that later. I have beautiful, just my first viewing of this movie. It's a fond memory. Nice. So y'all might have a different perspective on, like, the fashion and just vibes of the 2000s. But watching Juno is like, yes, this is exactly how I, not a, it is heightened dialogue, but the, the way things look and feel, the way people are dressed, the way rooms look, it just is how I remember the first decade of my life, looking mm-hmm. and feeling and sounding. I have a hoodie that I got at a thrift store in Memphis that I literally call Michael Sarah because it just <laughs> looks like... <laughs> Superbad came out the same year, and that movie feels the same way. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is the it has a texture to it <laughs> that's yeah. different than things now. And this hoodie is it's just like very textured looking and striped. It's just stripes of like earthy colors, and it just looks like something that would have been worn in Juno or Superbad. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I remember things be actually being. In that time frame. Other thing, I'm actually going to do this order. Uh, The thing I was talking about earlier was, it was actually Emily Cameron and Matthew's dad. So, listener, you've heard Cameron and Matthew before. (laughs) Their father. (laughs) I was talking to him at a wedding, and he had orange Tic Tacs. And he gave me orange Tic Tacs, and I said, they're tangy and delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And... My mom laughed and was like, he's quoting Juno. And he was like, oh, yeah, the movie about teen pregnancy. <laughs> and that. That's such a dad thing. To I say. was going to say. So it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, this goes back to Take the. Back. This goes back to the uh, a comedy about growing up and the bumps along the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good tagline. One, because it's funny. But it feels like such a reductive view of this movie to me. It's like that. I mean, only literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 
Yeah, only literally. It's like if you think, yeah, that's what's happening, is there's a 16-year-old that got pregnant. That is not the main concern of the film. It is like the catalyst. It's the inciting incident. But like, I don't know. I love this movie because of her and Polly's relationship and her and Vanessa's relationship and Mark and Vanessa's relationship and lack thereof. <laughs> I love her. I love her parents. Yes. Crazy they are. Well, also, that's in my notes. I wrote a lot of one sentence notes just because like things I want to talk about and I didn't want to forget any. And I just said Mac McGuff cool slash real or something. I don't <laughs> know. But, you know, like every Disney Channel dad and even just movies from this era, like the 2000s of like teen comedy, the dad's never cool. Or what's worse is the dad's never smart. Because mm-hmm. Mac McGuff's eccentric. He's weird. But he's weird like my dad is weird. And I love my dad. And I think he's smart. Mm-hmm. Like, I respect him. I'll <laughs> laugh at him saying, you know, I was born to do heating and air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> you, you know my dad. He made a board game. Oh. <laughs> like, And I, it's great. <laughs> but Mac McGuff's like a real person who Juno, they have a good relationship. And that's rare in this vibe of movie. Mm-hmm. that he's a real person and they have an actual relationship and she respects his thoughts on what's happening in her life. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, it makes me think of actually the parents in Easy A yeah. have this quality to them that, that's almost like they're not real, like they couldn't possibly exist because yeah. they are, they're perfect. Mm-hmm. In how in their capability to raise a child, they are perfect. <laughs> like they're they're like the right amount of strict and the right amount of lenient and like let you make your own mistakes. Yeah. Um, but maybe leaning a little bit more towards that, but somehow everything always turns out right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these people have never known, like they can't be real because they've never known problems or tragedy yeah. or come into like, because the movie is, you know, it's a vacuum. And so they don't have to deal with all the like real life stuff that, you know, you and I yeah. have to deal with. And so it's easy to make these parents like seem right. There's like that extreme, and then the like Disney Channel. Every dad's a bumbling idiot. Uh, yeah, or the single parents that are everyone's divorced in Disney movies type of yeah. thing. But like, uh, yeah. But I think in this, you have like a little bit of that. Like, oh yeah, the wisdom that comes with those mm-hmm. parents. But also, they've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. They say dumb things. They say things that the kids are very clearly like, yeah, we, you're cool, dad, but not. Like yeah. that, not that cool type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even when I mean, in the moment when she comes home and he's like, "What's up?" and she's like, "Oh, I've just been dealing with things way above my maturity level." <laughs> yeah. And then that conversation ends with him like assuming that she is, you know, talking about him. Yeah. When she's uh, referring to uh, <laughs> someone else, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's you," because like they love each other, and uh, you know, and she's gonna let him have this one, and he's yeah. just like. I'm a good dad, you know? Yeah. And in, in that moment, it's like a very dad thing to do, you know? Yeah. It's funny watching it. I was like, oh, I wonder. That was, I know. I keep bringing my kid up, but whatever. Well, you have a kid, so. I, know. Uh, I would bring but mine having, up, too. Those conversations that they were having, I was like, man, I can't even imagine, like, what those conversations are going to be like Yeah. with Rhea. One, because I, I don't really know what she's going to sound like. And two, I have no idea, like, in how, how smart or how witty or how, like, interested in in you know that kind of stuff she's gonna be and so yeah. that kind of stuff i just mean like conversation and, and mm-hmm. just talking about 
life and stuff. But what am I um, not going to understand? Yeah, and what is she going to say years? that yeah. sounds to me like gibberish? <laughs> you know what is? Yep. You didn't hear about the moon people and <laughs> moon congress? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love I love that scene so much because it is. I guess both are represented. He's like, you're talking about me, right? And she's like, yeah, you can have this one kind of mm. thing. But it also is everything before it is this just genuine. He's acknowledging he's a human. Mm-hmm. Like he says, I don't have the best track record, but I've been with your stepmom for 10 years and I'm very happy. Yeah. Or I think we're very happy. It's just a beautiful <laughs> that's, scene. That's, that's like, good. He says, I think we are very happy. Well, yeah. also, he doesn't say it in a, he doesn't say I don't know it what in, you a, in a scared way. <laughs> When he said it, I actually thought was like that's a good line because though his delivery of it too, J.K. Simmons is incredible. Yeah, um, it's not like a insecure way of saying it. It's just a like I'm speaking for me way of saying it, mm-hmm. and it's like perfectly threads that needle. <laughs> I really love the line yeah. within uh, the conversations that he has she has with her stepmom when yep. she's looking at. Uh, stuff for dogs yeah. and she says something about you we don't know, even like, have a dog we don't have a dog and she's like you know what as soon as you move out like i'm gonna get one because i've had yeah. to make sacrifices and all this stuff mm-hmm. it felt like i mean you could i don't know their perspectives like you can tell that and this is this is the writing and this is their performance for sure but you can tell that one is the real parent and one is a step parent but yeah. she's a very good step parent who's mm-hmm. been there for a long time yeah and so it's just even just in that like i've had to make sacrifices um, but you know what? I'm okay with that, but mm-hmm. don't push it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't, don't rub it in my face and yeah. everything. Their relationship's so great though. The, she, uh, verbally abuses a, <laughs> yeah. a verbally assaults, uh, <laughs> ultrasound technician and they got escorted off the premises. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. She's telling Vanessa that and she's giggling and Vanessa's just like, Oh dear God. Like what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> We had a weird moment when we went to the um, the first, um, oh, God, what are they called? Ultrasound? Ultrasound, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were there just talking, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. And the, normally you would like, you know, they would ask you if uh, you wanted to know what the sex oh, of the they baby didn't was. Yeah. And we did want to know, but we didn't say anything at the time. Yeah. And they were like, okay, and um, yep, and this is this here, and uh, da, 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 and, and there's the vagina. And there's this, and we're like, oh, I guess it's a girl. And we were like, we didn't know how to react. Yeah. Like we weren't like, like it didn't feel like a place where we could be like, woo, it's a girl. Uh Also, it's not like, like neither of us were like hoping for one or the other. We were just kind of like hoping for a child. And um, she took away. So she, she had just seen like the baby (laughs) announcement videos and she was like, I'm going to take this away from them. Take this away from them. But the, uh, the lady was like. Just very deadpan, like all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then we were kind of like, okay, whatever. And then something through our body language or something we said, like she was like, is this, oh, is this your first child? And we were like, <laughs> yes. And they were like, oh, okay. Like they realized yeah. uh, we were like treating this like it was no big deal. And mm-hmm. like, this is a big deal for us. Yeah. But like everybody here in Mississippi has children when they're in their teens. Yeah. Uh, and so. <laughs> Literally. Hey, not, uh, everyone. Not, no, not everyone, but a most, <laughs> a lot of people I know, like. When we moved here, almost <laughs> everyone that was my age. They're like, where's your teenager? My wife and my, for real. They're like, yeah, I'm taking my kids to So what middle school, middle school is your teen going to? Something, and we're like, we don't even have one kid yet. Oh, oh. And they're like. what? Where did you say you were from What's wrong with again? you? <laughs> yeah. 
So let's yeah. state you. There's a lot of that. So I think they just saw us and they uh-huh. assumed that we already had six kids. <laughs> I was just thinking, what if he's got a real thick beard? That's at least six kids. Yeah, I would have been offended. And when... People constantly are like, not constantly, a decent amount, more than it should. They're pointing out the fact that like they're like, oh, you guys waited a while, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't wait too much longer because you know you're going to be an old man when your kids are in high school and I'm like easy. That's so messed <laughs> like, up. Because... Who cares if I'm an old man? Like it doesn't matter. Well, also like my parents had me and Kaylee later, not quite this not quite as old as you and Jenny, but that sounds mean. But it's fine. I know your intent. <laughs> but obviously much later than the average here. Uh-huh. But that was not their decision. That was because they had a lot of trouble getting pregnant. Uh-huh. And so, like, I don't know. I think it'd be, yeah, all the people that I'm sure I know, half of them, that point that out to you just for the heck of it. It's like, you have no idea. <laughs> like, one, if someone didn't want to have kids until later, shut up. And then you have no idea if they've, like, wanted to have kids since they got married. Yeah. So, also, that I would have been upset with the... uh I wouldn't have been offended on my own behalf by the ultrasound technician, but it's like, what if we were waiting? Like, what if we didn't want to know <laughs> until it like popped out <laughs> and you just said that? Yeah. But hey, this finger. Take it back. <clears throat> yeah, we've covered a lot of ground, but I still have one <laughs> finger. Um, she could have taken it back. She could. Oh wait, no. There's also oh. a. Oh nope. Could go either way. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> what I said before. Maybe. I don't know. It has both of them. <laughs> I'm seeing both. Jenny, get in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, it looks like both. I don't know. I can't tell. I got to go. <laughs> Isn't it your job? <laughs> Sorry. The lunch break. Uh-huh. There's my lunch. I got to go. <laughs> um, oh, fun fact. So picture pages. When she says, uh, "You're like you playing picture pages up there." My four-year-old daughter can do that, or uh-huh. five-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime this movie's quoted, I will quote it verbatim back to you. Like if you misquote something, I'm <laughs> like, "That's not what." It is. That's um, not the line. <laughs> but picture pages was a short-lived Bill Cosby children's show. Oh gosh, where he like literally, I've watched it to just see what it was, and it was kind of it wasn't actually regional but jason reitman and diablo cody have joked a ton about how many regional things that they get because they're from a similar area which is where the movie's set it's in like somewhere that snows it was shot in canada but it's set in uh michigan on it i don't know somewhere it's like michigan or not ohio yeah now i feel like i don't know but i swear it was michigan Somewhere near Indiana, maybe. I don't know. It's somewhere up there. Also, it was shot in 30 days, and it was shot in the spring. So the snow, when she's, like, driving up to the Loring's houses post-blizzard, that was just a super late fluke (laughs) blizzard. And they were like, yes. (laughs) And then... This is in the winter part. Yeah, and then they were, like, digitally colored leaves for fall. They were, like, throwing brown leaves and made all the background leaves look brown and stuff and then uh summer it just looks like spring so but (laughs) picture pages was just literally him he's kind of like a sesame street vibe i think Mm -hmm. 
but it's him like what's the i mean it's the target audience was like three-year-olds it's mm. very like bill cosby just being like in this <laughs> picture I just, that was a terrible <laughs> <Bill Cosby. laughs> what's this on the jello pudding pop? yeah that was perfect so yes him perfect. doing him doing that looking i've been at, practicing a long time <laughs> i was wondering if i was ever gonna come up on the podcast there. <laughs> we oh gosh we lost such a good show because of <laughs> You just you can't just throw on that show anymore. <laughs> and kids do say the darndest thing. Um, what's it called? That sounds terrible. Edit that out. <laughs> but, I didn't um, mean it. I apologize to everyone. Wrong in so many ways. You v- much earlier said something about um, the dialogue when it hit you, and you were like, "Oh yeah, this is how they talk." It's just very heightened and. Oh, dang it, what was the word you said? Expressionistic. Yes. So I watched the Thomas Flight video again, uh, mm-hmm. him comparing Scream and then uh, the painting Scream and then German Expressionism and then Euphoria. Yeah. Very good video. When thinking about this movie, knowing that I was going to talk about it on here, it's very similar to Euphoria, how I feel about it in a lot of those ways. I'm going to drop back and punt a little bit. You haven't asked me why it's my cheesecake. No, yeah. So we do that. <laughs> well, ask usually me, more. Ask then. me, so then I. Can I didn't <laughs> think I had to. Most of the time, I feel like that's just to get the ball rolling. But you already know, so I. I didn't think I needed yeah. to ask. <laughs> well, so Robbie, why is it? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so I watched the first time I watched this movie was me and Caleb watched it when um, on Letterboxd. Last time I logged it, it says 17 and 15, but that's not actually true. We did math last night based on we know when it, where we watched it, and that means it was when I was 16 and he was 14. And we watched it on his bedroom floor when he didn't really have any furniture. So he had just this shag carpet rug. It was great, and it's like the longest shag carpet ever. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Like you could just kind of like, you could h- hide a small child in it. Um, <laughs> but, and his TV was on the floor. It wasn't on a desk or anything. Like it's literally just the little feet, and it's on the ground. And so we just sat crisscross applesauce on his shag carpet rug and watched it on the TV <laughs> sitting on the floor, <laughs> which is how we watched a lot of great movies. That was the first time we watched. Scott Pilgrim was there. Mm. That was how we watched Breakfast Club the first time. When we first became obsessed with movies, this is where we were watching them. Mm. And it's very special. This is going to sound corny, but watching it, I had never been in a relationship at that point. I've obviously never gotten someone pregnant. (laughs) But uh, it just, like, to sound cheesy i like saw myself in the movie i was like this is me and my friends (laughs) like but in that way how when we talk about euphoria it's not like it's not realistic in an objective way it's like heightened it watching euphoria is watching how it felt to be in high school yeah and so when i was 16 i really wasn't making those distinctions <laughs> so watching juno obviously juno's less heightened in every aspect except how they're talking cuz it's pretty grounded if yeah. you're not listening to the the fanciful dialogue <laughs> but it was just like the way these friends interact and get around and 
just everything about it except how they were dressed. <laughs> yeah. It was like, this is how I remember 2007. And every, like, besides the fashion, nothing's changed to, you know, 2015. And even how they talked, looking back on it, it's obviously we didn't talk that well written, but it, the sense of humor is the same. Like, yeah. when they make a joke, it's like, that's how our jokes sound to us, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not our actually, but that's how they landed. And watching it now, it still feels that way i guess it's you know i have a different perspective on it now but i've never not enjoyed it as much as i always have and i just so it's nostalgic because of me remembering the first time i watched it and how i felt about it and now it's still good like when i watch it now i watched it eight months ago i showed it to wiggy and lolly oh nice and they loved it and so lolly couldn't watch it last night but wiggy came and watched it again that's sidebar. Wiggy needs to see movies twice. He watches a movie and he's like, I think I liked that. And the next time he watches it, he's like, okay, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's pretty good. Or like, he'll be like, dude, I freaking love this. But it's like, he needs the second time for it to click one way or the other. I, I want to like take an aside here for a second, just because you just referred to a couple people as Wiggy and Lolly. Yeah. Which don't sound like real names. <laughs> um, and that's because they, they actually they are yeah. Or they are kind of, but they're, they're both surnames. They're both last names. Or a play on them. Or play on them. Yeah. yeah so uh, just because I don't really even know why. I guess, I don't know. We've always called Caleb. We've called him Lolly even before... Yeah. Caleb and Caleb were hanging out, and yeah. now it makes sense that we would call one of them by the last name. But I think the main thing is with Matthew, we obviously have too many Matthews. Yeah, so we just call him by his last name. Circle, but with Caleb, I know both Caleb's very, very well. And until recently, that wasn't a problem with like hanging out with me or y'all mm-hmm. or in the circles that we inhabit. But school growing up and things like that they were so used to being one of five Caleb's in their class mm-hmm. that they just went by their last name oh, okay so any Caleb I know is used to being called by their last name or their first name mm-hmm. because it's such a common name around here um and Matthew's even more common yeah so when you have when you have a good old southern biblical name like that <laughs> yeah. in, my, uh, in my graduating class I wasn't the only Jeremiah Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Jeremiah, I feel like, is like, you know. A very unique name. Pretty. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's a Hebrew Bible name. Everybody knows one. Not the New <laughs> Testament, <laughs> But that's about or it. One so. in my class knew it, too. Oh, who said Jeremiah the other day? Oh, in the in the new season of Stranger Things. Oh. Uh, he said, yeah. He said, uh, she goes like, are you a black belt? Like, can't you get us out of this? And he goes, <laughs> I've never fought in real life scenarios. I've only ever fought against Jeremiah. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think I'm to that episode yet. And I was like, <gasps> and I, I tried to like Jeremiah. film. I tried to like record the screen and like prove that there was a um, Jeremiah in a movie that wasn't like an evil genius doctor overtaking the world. That's hilarious. But uh, That's- iPhone, you know, Apple like blacks out the screen. I was like, dang yeah. it. But, yeah, in the new season of Stranger Things, he he talks about it, Jeremiah. I don't want to get too off the rails, but just real quick. The new season of Stranger Things, I'm four episodes in, is so much better than season three. It's really good. It's Mm. like season one, masterpiece. Season two, hot take, I think it's a masterpiece. Season three, good character stuff, but it was kind of off the rails. Season two, drop the New York York part. Drop the New York part. 
Yeah, that's true. That everyone skips that episode. It's Chicago. I was gonna but say okay, yeah. Chicago, but yeah. But you skip the Chicago Ooh, episode. <laughs> I still really love season two. But yeah, season three, I love all character interactions and all the plot and the even the color grading on it is like, what are y'all doing? Why is it this way? And this season is like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like visually and tonally darker than anything they've done before. That's yeah, really good. I need to I need to watch but, it. Uh, it's it, on the list, but it it's, fit, it's well, you might as well wait till they uh, July first is part two. Yeah. Oh, they're doing it in two parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. But it's July first, so you There's, might as well wait. They're yeah, all. I will be done with the shows I'm watching until well after that. So they're all like ninety minutes long or longer. Gotcha. Yeah. The la- the last one when I showed you in Elden Ring when I grinded the twelve million that was the last episode. It was gotcha. hour forty. I, so there's something interesting about about Juno in general. It, it's it's a character that ha- is, like, wise beyond her years. Mm-hmm. Even just culturally, she has an appreciation for things that happened well before she was born. Another um, <clears throat> relation to it. And, uh, uh, yeah, obviously when it comes Are to music kidding? taste. 77. Uh, you guys have a lot in common. Dude, um, I could, okay, I could do a whole <laughs> podcast on She Is Correct, that 77 <laughs> punk volume number one freaking amazing like (laughs) (laughs) um but even just like the fact that she has weird eclectic things that she she uses her hamburger phone she has all these things that at that time in 2007 all of that stuff people would have loved like they Mm -hmm. they did love it that's why they like the part of the why they like the movie um it just also happened to be very well written and very well acted like all that stuff but if you give that you take the good writing away you take the like you know, and you just have the snappy, witty lines and mm-hmm. goofy things. It would still have been a popular movie at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was so quirky. It was quirky. It was weird. You know, but I like that your experience watching it was in the way. You know, in the room with the TV on the floor. Yeah, like there's just certain like weird. <laughs> I I love when a move when you can tie a movie to a, a place in time so clearly mm-hmm. because then it becomes so much more than just the film itself. It's all about that experience watching it. And it's uh, unless there's something unique about the theater, I feel like uh, Spencer. Spencer, God, why? That's the thing. We're gonna remember that forever because of that freaking place. Um, but oh, I, like, so unless something happens around the theater, necessarily, mm-hmm. like theater experiences, while good, and I do love, can sometimes feel the same. Yeah. Um, but it's when the it's those moments like, like I mean, I can go back and just list like all these like unique times when I saw a movie and something, and there's something weird about that experience, something mm-hmm. different. When, when I say weird, I mean just out of the ordinary watching six cents, six cents on a small box TV that was on a TV stand that was like up in the top corner of the living room in an empty living room because we hadn't moved furniture into the house. And my parents let me and my friend sleep over in the new house in sleeping bags. And we watched this on this TV oh, in an sick. empty house. Oh my so God. Oh, it was, great. and it was like super scary because we had never seen a scary movie before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, we were creeped great. out the whole night running through this house that we didn't know, <laughs> know very well, all that stuff. So like that kind of stuff, like you're talking about watching the movie, like on your, you know, your friend's floor where they didn't have a lot of furniture. Mm-hmm. There's obviously like, there's like reasons why they didn't have furniture. There's all this stuff that yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to like, what's the history there? What's the story behind that? And like this, like interesting experience that you guys had watching this film. I don't know. I really like that. I feel like that movie also captures a lot of that. Yeah. In just how she lives her life and how she 
floats through the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think that maybe is where we were as a people <laughs> in that time. Yeah. And it was very, it was kind of a release. It was a way to, I don't know, express a lot of that mixture of like nostalgia culture, but in a way that wasn't like just pandering. Yeah. You know, it Something, felt like its own new thing at the mm-hmm. same time. So Something interesting I'd never noticed. I was I was reading the trivia bit on IMDb, writing my notes. Not because this is going to sound pretentious. I didn't think I was going to learn anything new. It was to <laughs> remind me of things to, <laughs> that I might have wanted to talk about. I've seen this movie so many times. I've watched the commentary track on the Blu-ray three times. Mm. That's how many times I'm talking about. Um, I can make I make references not only to the film but to the commentary and to deleted scenes. Nice. <laughs> but someone said there's no cell phones in this movie, and I said that's not true, and thought back and was like, Yeah, they they're all talking on landlines. They don't talk on cell phones, and it came out the year the iPhone came out, and so in a weird way, it's our best example of. The modern world. It's as modern as you can get before the iPhone iPhoned. Like mm-hmm. and that's interesting to me. Yeah, well even I mean there were cell phones well before the iPhone, but like Yeah, I know. But, but just that like, is interesting that they chose we're yeah, not gonna does it ever reference what year yeah it's taking place in? It's just taking place when it in two thousand seven. I think they're just again it's an expression thing. It's like they don't yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily like, part of the yeah, there's story. one there's one scene part of the palette. where you see Mark on the internet, but that's it. Like they don't talk about the internet, they don't talk on cell phones, but it's still like clearly it's two thousand seven. It feels like two thousand seven. But the internet and cell phones were like adjacent mm. to being alive, <laughs> not the center <laughs> of it. And so it's it's very interesting seeing something that is close enough in time that I recognize it and Mm. go, that's that. I've seen that. I remember that. But it being people aren't on their phones, people aren't on the internet constantly, and it's just a really weird middle ground that is very specific. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's probably weird, huh? Yeah. Because you're like, you're even born after cell phones, huh? Yeah. That's me and Caleb joke about. Caleb was born two weeks, uh, three weeks before 9-11 happened. And I was two years old, but I don't remember it because I was two. Um, So this is not really funny, but to us it's funny. Gen Z, we just talk about like anyone talking about terrorism or like school shootings or just anything like airport security, (laughs) anything like that where like, that's just, yeah, that's the world. (laughs) Like we don't know, we don't know existence (laughs) without it. So it's always funny and or weird uh, when people talk about it. But Speaking of that, just because I don't know the cultural difference, I think it's interesting, but someone, uh, I probably read this on Reddit or something, but they were talking about how, Someone was, I think, maybe asking or somehow they got into the subject of older people, people in their like 60s and older, mm-hmm. tend to be like a lot grumpier on flights. They were like, well, it could just be because it's uncomfortable. It could be all yeah. this stuff. And someone was like, I think it's because they knew how good it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they know how good it used to be. So 
to them, like they just see it declining and declining and declining. But to everyone like <laughs> under 40, it's like, this is just how it is, how you fly. It's yeah. uncomfortable. It's not fun, but no one's, you're not complaining about it. Well, you and just, way back when people used to actually fit in the seats. Yeah. The government I'm freaking sure regulated the price of flights. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like, you couldn't, they were the same price yeah so they every had to flight was the quality. same price can you imagine yeah. getting in that seat and not like having yeah. to do that yeah <laughs> being able to move your butt <laughs> holy cow well yeah i think that's interesting there's lots of randy's I mean, like what are you talking about <laughs> like i'm i'm old when we're old enough to know like i saw the planes hit you know yeah so it and i was in eighth grade so i was 13 years old mm-hmm. uh yeah, I, was, I understood was what was happening in a way you know yeah I was alive and aware when the Columbine shootings happened. So, like, I knew what was going on. Like, there's all this stuff. Like, so. That was the day Cameron was born. Jeez. So I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but it means something. I don't know. What I'm it means. not trying to make you feel old. I'm just saying it's a fun <laughs> fact. I don't feel old. I don't care. Um, but, State of mind, uh, <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> um, I'm going to be old when my kid's older. Here we are That's talking okay. Here we are talking to a Gen Z about a 2007 movie about know, teen pregnancy. Yeah. About teen pregnancy, yeah. <laughs> My forte. Time. 2007 and teen pregnancy. I'm a certified expert in both. <laughs> and that's all this movie's about. <laughs> yeah, teen pregnancy movie. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, today, welcome back to the uh, podcast. Today, we're talking with Robbie about that teen pregnancy movie. <laughs> Juno. I love this movie because it's pro-life propaganda. And that's my favorite thing about it. <laughs> You know, oh, it kind of is, know. yeah. I mean, kind of. They have it, fingernails. You know, someone someone was uh, talking to me recently about how I we don't need to get into this. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to get into this. But Do you want to make some strong political takes? No, 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 no. I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, no, because one, I guarantee I'll argue the other side. One, this is one. It's not political. That's true. But that's the most political thing I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> the most political thing I can say about abortion is that I don't think it's political. <laughs> and um, that's where we end it. Uh, but they were talking about how, like, pro-life, pro-choice, all this yeah. stuff. Like, it's two, two, peop- two groups of people that are arguing... Uh, think that they're arguing about the same thing when they're arguing about two, two completely different, different things. things. Yep. So, okay. Or, or 14 so this, different things. Yeah. This movie, I think, while it does not go deep into that at all, it does address it. It does have a little mm-hmm. bit of that. I think does a good job at bringing those two things together yeah. in a very small way. It doesn't spend mm-hmm. a lot of time there. It doesn't stick around there. But it makes both things seem like, I don't know, instead of, instead of presenting one side as ultra evil and the other side is ultra evil and it, it just is like these are just two things yeah and there are reasons for people have reasons for both and whatever and so like uh i don't know i just like i like that it the way that it handles that but you're right the, ultimately it's like i think people who are pro-life are going to look at it and be like see there are options which i <laughs> i agree i actually think that you yeah. know I, I think adoption is a great option for people that don't want to keep their child mm-hmm. because not just for the child but for people for people like that who like who can't have kids yep. but they want children mm-hmm. you know um that there are so lots hard. of those people that exist yep. um now having like now that i married and i have a child i've had lots of conversations with other married people who have children who don't have children and my goodness is it hard to have a baby yep 
<laughs> when you're married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? It feels like it's like it's happening every second when you when people are having sex when they're in high school, but like mm-hmm. it it doesn't happen as often as you think and it's a lot harder a lot of times the than you think. And so I feel like most people don't think of that as a as a as something that really happens. They just think, "Oh yeah, when you just have when you want kids, you have kids." And mm-hmm. so asking, "Hey, when are you going to have kids? When you do all this stuff?" You think you're just having light small talk, but really you could be like opening up a deep wound. Yep. And the, the what's the other person going to do? They just have to sit and smile and say, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a Thanks. I think I think that's really cool that the movie has that part of it. Like that character is so yeah. Even just some of the lines, I can't remember the exact lines, but there's a moment when, when they first meet. Juno sort of like belittles the yes. whole, you know it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I Re- Robbie's holding up his hands to stop me from yes, butchering the yes. <laughs> Don't say it. Would Don't you like try. to refer to the transcript? I, I would. Uh, can, we, can we call up the, <laughs> the moment in the film, please? Um, I actually can't. Oh, For those no. of you at home, he said, refer to the transcript, and he pointed to himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're sitting on the couches, and they're talking to Gerda Rouse, who's an incredible character for one scene. Vanessa's asking Juno about what's it like being pregnant, because as someone who can't be, she just wants to, like, she's trying to vicariously live through mm-hmm. her experience. Like, she wants to, like, what is that like? Like, I wish I knew the feeling of that and Juno not thinking at all being a 16 year old said, well, you're lucky it's not you. Yeah. And she has and the perfect response. Yes. It's this so, physical response to that, that no one else notices, Yeah, you know, and it's oh, God. that, okay. The language you just used, the perfect physical response. No one else notices. That's how I feel about almost every performance in this movie. Mm. That's another thing. Like I said before, it's nostalgic, but as I get older and keep watching it, it's like, oh, it is that good. Like I call it my favorite movie. And sometimes I'm like, well, you know, it's not the best movie ever. And when I watch it, I'm like, well, no, it's like really good. Like, no, I was right. It's the best. (laughs) I'm not going to say it's like Blade Runner or Roma or something, but like those, those are what are the best movies in my brain. It's not the Godfather, but it's so much closer than people act like it is in Mm. terms of filmmaking in the performances are just incredible. And that made me think of something. Okay, so Caleb and me talked a lot about, and then y'all talked about on the Room episode, it did not process to him in 2015, 2016, watching Room, why William H. Macy can't look at Jack. And similarly, is very different, but similar. Getting older and watching Juno, Juno's just like, I mean, let's make this happen. Like, easy peasy kind of thing the whole time. And they're like, no, it's more complicated than that and stuff. And when she's leaving, I don't think it's the first time there. I think it's the second time she's there. It is the second time she's there because it's the time. With the ultrasound. Yes, when they watch The Wizard of Gore and then Vanessa gets back with all the baby stuff. Yeah. And she's like, don't you get this stuff at a shower? And Vanessa's mm-hmm. like, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone will throw us a shower. And she's just like, why not? And yeah. so then Vanessa's trying to explain to her like, well, you know, it's not it's not set in stone and stuff. And then she looks at Mark and Mark says, you know, cold feet. And then they look at each other and I don't know how other people read the scene. I used to read the scene as like, Oh no, their surrogate bounced. And now I read the scene as like, Oh no, Mark said no. They had a baby lined up and Mark said no. Mm. And it's, it's so 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hate Mark so much, and I love Jason Bateman's performance so much. (laughs) Also, one thing, me and Wiggins were talking about this last night. Uh, Matthew Wiggins, (laughs) for the people listening. (laughs) And Wiggins is me, but six years younger, literally almost a clone (laughs) of myself. And we just kind of want to be rock stars. Like, that's our (laughs) aspirations in life. And watching Mark and Vanessa is very weird because Vanessa, on paper, is everything we don't like. She's, like, very fancy and lives in a cookie-cutter house in a suburb. And we're like, this is disgusting. And Mark is like, I wear band T-shirts and want to be a (laughs) rock star. And I'm getting a loft downtown. But watching (laughs) the context of the film... (laughs) Like, watching the story unfold, it's just like, I almost think I dislike Mark more than I would if I didn't, like, align with his lifestyle lifestyle, so much, Mm. if in a weird way. Like, I feel like if I didn't see myself in him so much, just in those ways, like, music, Mm -hmm. downtown, screw suburbs, I wear band t-shirts, even though I'm 35. Like, I I love the it almost seemed like an offhanded thing. It's like and your t shirt's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I love it. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that comment. In a vacuum, I'm like, don't say that. That's mean. <laughs> but then watching the movie, I'm like, Mark is the worst. His t shirts are stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't have a real point to say. That's just something that me and Wiggy both like hits harder because it's Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. It connects with us in a weird, uncomfortable way. Because <laughs> we're like, we are Mark, but we're not going to be Mark. Like, we're not going to let each other <laughs> be Mark <laughs> in the in those ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also the, just the freaking acting. Uh, half of the director slash, oh, that's another thing I want to talk about. Diablo Cody and Jason Reitman have made three movies together. Juno, a masterpiece. Young Adult, it's fine. And Tully, very, very, very good. And they kind of tackled, you know, a teenager being pregnant, a man, not a man child, a woman child, <laughs> uh, and then being a mom. And it's very interesting, and they're all very good. And we have uh, fond memories of watching Tully. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> mildly scarring, <laughs> but also <laughs> good. But Diablo Cody in 2019 says she regretted she regrets Juno mm. because of how many people use it as like pro life propaganda, and that made me really sad. Mm. Not just because like I I hate the idea of her <laughs> regretting Juno because it's like my favorite movie, but then also similarly to the yeah the movie about teenage pregnancy like it's just that's just so not what the movie's about for me that it is annoying that that's the how it's viewed and how it's used yeah i I could see even if even if diablo cody was even if the intentions were to sort of like have a little bit of like yeah pro-life sympathy message or sympathy in it sympathy is a good word even then i could Mm -hmm. still see diablo cody is not wanting people to then take it and make it that one thing Mm -hmm. because then you've lost you know yeah, all the nuance and all the the depth that's there. It's now just the teen pregnancy movie, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Diablo but, Cody, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> I want you to know 
You did a good thing. <laughs> I I hate what people. We have differences, but, they but I hate boy. I hate what people have done to our boy. And you wrote a film that means the world to me, and I'm so thankful for it. But what was I saying before the half the director's commentary? I call it that the commentary. It's Diablo Cody and Jason Reitman, and it's so good because nice. <laughs> they're just hilarious together and you can see why they're very good at making movies together mm. half of it is jason reitman praising michael sarah's performance <laughs> every time michael sarah's on screen he's just like my god he's good <laughs> like, which that's how i feel about michael sarah i can't stand the people who are just like he's the awkward like teen comedy dude and it's like yeah kind of but he's also freaking amazing and has been like nominated for a tony so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, when she tells him she's pregnant and we see the gears in his head spinning and he's not moving. Mm-hmm. Like he literally, he looks down, he looks to the left and then he looks back at her just barely. And his face doesn't even move. And it's not like big dramatic eye movement. It's like little twitches. And it's like, this is incredible. <laughs> 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 you just feel how much he's thinking. And like, it's so good. But then the uh, the Kat- Katrina Devort conversation is yeah. one of my favorite conversations in a movie. Mm. Which one? The uh, okay, so well, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> the in the, the the sappy sense them in Polly's room, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You should ask out. You should totally date Katrina and stuff." And the uh, the best joke ever. <laughs> Uh, it's like we could get the band back together and she's like yeah once Tino gets that drum head we're good to go <laughs> and I just love the idea of this little three piece garage band had to halt because they broke a drum head <laughs> and years have gone by and it's like dang it we just if we could get that drum head we'd be back in business way. if we could get 20 bucks together and figure out how to t- like switch it She spent spent more than that on pregnancy tests and Sunny D. True. Also, this was 2007. I'm sure drum heads were cheaper because even now they're like. I'm thinking they're speaking to the the level of commitment that they actually had to (laughs) this thing. That's true as well. (laughs) But the. uh, He says, like, the band, can we get back together? And she says that. And then he says, and we could get back together too. Mm -hmm. And she's like, were we together? He's like, yeah, that one time. It's the best. So. She mentions Katrina DeVort. He writes it her off and says she smells like soup. Um, yeah. <laughs> her whole house, smells, whole like house soup. smells like soup. And then so later, she's talking to Leah, and they're eating in the little, like, frame thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Bleeker uh, asked Katrina DeVort to prom. And then Juno's just in disbelief. And then he's like, he doesn't like Katrina. He said she smells like soup. And she's like, oh my gosh, she does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lipton Landing. <laughs> and then that proceeds the conversation where Juno confronts him about it. She walks up to him and says, are you honestly and truly taking Katrina Vort to Katrina Devort to prom? And then he's like, hi. <laughs> and then they talk and it's just this back and forth. It's so good. <laughs> I can't overstate. She gave me the stink eye. No, that's just yeah. your face. <laughs> yeah, and that. Because, like, there's tons of funny jokes in there, 
but just the like it's like freaking Coen Brothers conversation filming in my in, to me. Some people <laughs> might be like, "You're an idiot." No, it's <laughs> not. But like, I don't know. I just think it's one of the best exchanges I've ever seen, written, acted, and filmed. And then the like, I still have your underwear. I still have your virginity. <laughs> it's so good. And then she calls her soupy sales. Yeah. <laughs> but that escalation of she smells like soup, her whole house smells like soup. <laughs> he says she smells like soup. Oh, my God, she does. It's like Lipton Landing. Then <laughs> soupy sales over there. <laughs> it's so good. But... <gasps> Um, the commentary. Okay, there's a deleted scene that's legendary, and everyone who read the script after they saw the movie, they like asked Jason, like, "Why did you cut this?" And it's very obvious why they did. Actually, watching the movie, but there's a full scene of her at the opening shot where she's looking at the chair and says, "It started with a chair," and she gets the furniture from Mrs. Rancid's lawn. There's a whole exchange between her and Mrs. Rancid. Juno's staring at all the furniture in the lawn and she's like comes up on her like little scooter walker thing. She's muttering and then sees Juno and says, I never trusted Bobby Kennedy and I never trusted that chair neither. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She goes right from that to looking at the sunset and says something about this. Oh, she says the sunset is Jesus's paint box. And then Juno says, Jesus must really dig orange. And then she says, Jesus loves all the colors except Mexican. (laughs) And so Juno's just like, oh, like just her face. She's kind of like, oh, okay. (laughs) And Jason Reitman said like the premiere was just a series of people walking up to him and Diablo and going, it's incredible. Y'all made a masterpiece. Why on earth did you cut Mrs. Rancid's scene? Because <laughs> like it was all these people that had read the script yeah. that are like friends with them, and so he said everyone that read the script that was at the premiere just like mentioned they were like, "Gosh, <laughs> like I get it, but I missed that scene." <laughs> you got you got five seconds. What's what's your what's your favorite shot of the film? Oh, don't do, oh three the, the shoes two okay. The shoes in the hospital bed. At the end? Yes. Mm, so yeah. when they were filming Mac and her talking, and he says, one day I'll be back here on your terms. Michael, Sarah, and Diablo Cody were in the corner waiting for them to finish that scene to do when Polly comes in, or, you know, just continue of that scene. And Michael, Sarah said, my shoes are clean. Diablo Cody said, yeah, they probably shouldn't be. And he was like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> He's like, do I have time? And she's like, you got time they're filming in an actual hospital it's not a set so he went outside and ran around the hospital in his shoes to get them and dirty. like yeah and like put dirt on them <laughs> and so then when he gets in the bed jason reitman was like dude his shoes look perfect and diablo was like yeah they were clean and we both thought you should go get them dirty <laughs> and he was like good job <laughs> like thank you <laughs> that's something they talk about in the uh commentary also more Michael Sarah praise from Jason Reitman. He said that like literally in the script, it was just like he gets in the hospital bed with her. And so Jason Reitman said literally just like the camera's rolling and he was like, yeah, so just like, hop in the bed with her. And then he said, Michael Sarah like walks over there and takes his headband off and like gets in and then grabs her hand and stuff. And then like puts his like nose like down in her neck 
And he said he was like trying not to cry looking at the monitor. He was like, my God, man. (laughs) I just told him to go lay in the bed with her. (laughs) Literally just a description of like, go do that thing. And he gives us that. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. That's awesome. I like how it juxtaposed um, a, a younger boy. Uh, I mean, he still had like a race car bed, but he yeah. he, he was a father uh, juxtaposed against this older man who should have been ready for the role of father who wasn't yet. Mm-hmm. But over the course of the movie, uh, this child was becoming a father. And I like how it juxtaposed... Uh, the the male role would be like I mean they even kind of talk about it a male's not a dad until he sees the baby yeah whereas uh uh like a woman's body kind of forces her to become that mother along the way that's something I noticed more this time the the first time I saw it I was like oh what a quirky movie about a high school kid <laughs> who, yeah about uh, high school pregnancy yeah but this time it was more like oh this does. I, this actually has some philo- philosophical stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It does make some uh, smart statements about some stuff. That's more and what I noticed this time. It's the most quotable movie of all time. Uh, I think you quoted Scott Pilgrim a couple times in trying to quote this movie too. <laughs> so you know when Tell uh, me. you said and stuff a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> that's true. But I just say that, yeah. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim also is quotable. I mean, but. yeah, but I'm just saying, like, even in even in trying to quote this movie, you were quoting other movies too. I mean, um, to refer to another movie that's also very quotable, The um, Room Room. <laughs> um, this it's not quotable. Something at all. something that you got, I you got Goodbye Room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stain on um, rug. No, old there's man Jack. There's a oh gosh. Um, <laughs> there's a melted I mean, spoon. The line melted spoon. Yeah. <laughs> the line uh, of you know. I it used to be four. I used to be four, but now I'm five. Yeah, five. yeah I know um, everything. I I like that element. I like. Okay, so you know my thoughts on Gilmore Girls. Yes. It's not that I necessarily hate Gilmore Girls specifically. It's just I don't like. When all of the characters are just the one character, very obviously extensions of the writer, yeah, yeah. or like just like just different mouthpieces for the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say, well, that's what all writing is. Okay, maybe, but that like within stuff like that, it's like every character is equally smart, equally witty, equally wise. Like they are all the qualities of like you know a whole the, a whole town of witty people yeah they're all exactly the same even though they look and sound different yeah um juno does a good job at having you know having that same quality of like witty banter and stuff and going back and forth but every single character feels unique and mm-hmm. interesting and has a lot to say from a very unique perspective yeah and i feel like every time any of those characters speak even with all the weird expressionist kind of like uh, almost like exaggerated dialogue. Everything feels honest and feels true coming out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Wizard. Um, Wizard. And I love that. You know, going back, I used to be four, but now, I'm, or I, I was four, and now yeah. I'm five. And now, I, or was what's the line again? I'm messing it up. I used so, to, I used to be four, and uh, and I didn't know it or something. Yeah. And now that I'm five, I know everything. Or yeah. When I was four, something. I didn't know anything. Now I'm five, and That's I know it, everything. Yeah. I get a lot of that from Juno. There are yeah. a lot of times where she's wrestling with stuff that she's just is beyond her. 
um, there are so many scenes that we've talked about today where she's like, what's the big deal? I don't get it. What's this yeah. whole thing? She, you're her, where she's showing her age. Mm-hmm. She's showing her pr- maturity level of like, you're just not there yet, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like no one necessarily like judges her for it. There's definitely some serious conversations that happen because of it. But I like that about her, that she can be equally like smart. She can stumble into wisdom without realizing it. Yeah. And she can also just be dumb mm-hmm. and it's okay. You know, and she, and she doesn't know she's being dumb well, or ig- naive, ignorant, and like naive. Yeah. Well, no, I think there's parts where she's dumb too, but like, uh, uh yeah, I'm, okay, sure. yeah, but I'm saying more than that. It's it's a lot of things. It's all of the things. Ignorance, it's it or not ignorance, <laughs> ignorance, naivete, like all that stuff. There's a lot of that, which is all about growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in high school, everyone thinks that they are literally at their peak, and they're yeah. not even anywhere near close <laughs> to it. So it's like. I'm not that young. I'm 16. Yeah. <laughs> Back yeah, yeah. then, um, I knew everything. <laughs> to quote so, Paul Thomas Anderson talking about making licorice pizza. <laughs> 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 Teenagers are like these wonderful humans that it's like, oh, you're a real person. And you talk to them and you're like, wow, this is like a full, like active brain and mind and like person. And then you turn around and they peed in the corner and you're like, I've made a horrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were a person. You're an animal. (laughs) That is something that's a well-articulated way of saying something that I very much feel about the movie is the act of growing up. Like you see the characters mature so much in the course of the film, but then also acknowledge the like, they're going to keep going. Like, I guess in a way, like they, even they kind of think they've arrived, but the audience is like, <laughs> well, yeah, you haven't. <laughs> but at the same time, it doesn't matter when you're watching the movie. It's like you haven't either. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it does very good at demonstrating mature 16 year olds that it's like, wow, I could not um, believe that you're handling this the way you are. And then, Wow. That was so dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just really weren't thinking right there. <laughs> like, well, thanks, Robbie, for being here. I appreciate you coming back. It's always a pleasure. Bring your movie. Bring your cheesecake for, movie. Uh, yeah, for bringing your cheesecake movie. Um, well, presenting the cheesecake. Because, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I'm glad that you picked this one because it, it's been a long time since I think either of us have seen it. And it's it was fun to dive back into that, not just into that film, but also that time period. Of like mm-hmm. where I was in life at that time, it's like oh gosh, it was like immediately when it began, it was like transported back. So it's it's pretty great. So I'm I'm really happy that we got to watch this movie again. So thank you. Yeah, keep listening, Cheesecake Festival. We got two more episodes. Yeah, we it's come. uh we're down to myself and Jeremiah. Like we've got we're gonna um, we're gonna do Randy's first. You all we're know gonna what do mine, mine is. first, and then that's we're the finale. Do that's the ultimate. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to him. And uh, we'll see you next time. Wizard. <laughs>
go. <laughs> That's exactly what we were doing. That's what. <laughs> Where the pandemonium never ends. <laughs>